Hi, hope you're doing well. Before we get into our topic for today, I just wanted to remind you to take a second to check in with yourself. How are you really doing? Like, do you, what do you need? What is your body telling you that you need right now? Did you drink enough water today? You probably didn't. Go pour yourself a glass of water. Have you been overworking yourself? Do you need to take a minute and get cozy and get comfortable? Or maybe take a walk outside while you listen to this, you know? Really just take that second and tap in with yourself. Give yourself, give your body whatever it is that you need. Get comfortable because we're going to get a little uncomfortable while we talk about this subject. I wanted to talk about this with you guys because I feel like there are so many different elements and aspects to failure. And throughout life, we go through many different forms of failure. You know, we fail all the time. And I feel like the word failure has such this negative energy connected to it. And I'm personally going through a lot of different trial and error and failure in my life right now. There's a lot of things that are just not working out the way I had thought they were going to. And just a lot of trial and error and trying to figure out, you know, my path and what it is that I want and how I'm going to execute certain things in my life. And there's been a lot of things that have fallen through and just not panned out the way I wanted them to. And I just feel like the Julia two years ago would have handled this in such a different way and would have been much more overwhelmed and just like overstimulated and just really down on myself. For as long as I could remember, I've always been so hard on myself to a point that's like almost like abusive to myself, you know, the negative self-talk and just the self-doubt and just holding myself to these unrealistic expectations. And while I do think it's obviously important to hold yourself to a certain standard, we also need to be patient and be realistic with ourselves the same way we would with the people we care about, like our friends and family, and understand that it's unrealistic for you to just like wake up one day and have your shit figured out. Especially for all my youngins out there, like, if you are anywhere from, you know, teenage years, like, 15 to early 30s, stop. Like, stop stressing. Stop getting on your ass so hard. If you don't have everything figured out, it is not too late. And even for anyone older than, you know, maybe you're in your 50s listening to this right now, and you just decided that, the career that you have right now, you hate that shit and you don't want to do it anymore. Like, it's literally never too late to start over. But I'm just saying, I have heard so many young people complaining or stressing about their circumstances and getting so down on themselves and being mad at themselves for not having everything figured out. And it's like, yo, can we just pause for a second and remember that we're still so young? Like, where does this intense pressure come from for us to have everything figured out like for the first 18 years of our lives it's like they don't even count (laughs) you spend the first 18 years of your life basically having no control over your life and being told exactly what you need to do you know how you need to act where you need to be in certain times like a majority of your life is literally being forced to be at school and then coming home and then just falling in line and doing what it is that you are told to do. And, you know, obviously you have some flexibility in there. It's not like you're completely in prison, but let's be real, (laughs) you kind of are, you know? 
and I had an entirely different video planned out for today, but I just feel like really called to talk about this today because it's something that's been just really weighing on me heavy, something that I've been dealing with personally, and I just thought I would share my thoughts around it in hopes that maybe some of it can resonate with you and we can work through this together because there is no reason why we should be so damn hard on ourselves and be beating ourselves up for failure, for trial and error, for figuring it out and getting through it because there's no blueprint that we're given for this life shit. Like, nobody knows exactly what's going on. We're all just trying our best and that's all we really can do at the end of the day. So I appreciate you being here with me while we figure this out together and we will figure this out. So I don't know if you guys know, but just in case you did miss it, um, a couple of weeks ago, I actually started posting video episodes of the podcast and I, um, I had my vlogging camera that I was using and I bought a really nice microphone and, you know, I hooked that all up and I had the setup, um, it was good, you know, and the setup was nice, but um, the episodes and just the content itself just wasn't turning out the way I wanted it to and that I had envisioned in my head, and I just wasn't proud of them. The quality of just, like, the messages I was trying to relay and communicate, they just were falling a bit short for me, you know? I wasn't feeling like it was the best I can do and the best I can deliver and, you know, I had some people saying really great things about it and I really appreciate all the kind words and all the feedback I got from the videos, but something that I realized was happening when I decided to take that on and, you know, start doing video episodes for the podcast was that I was spreading myself too thin. Something that I have been putting on the back burner for a really long time is doing more intimate kind of content for you guys and vlog content and just kind of like that day-to-day -day documentation of my journey and it's something that I've also just wanted to do for myself so that I can look back on it and you know see how far I've come and I had no idea how much goes into creating a video podcast like there really is a lot of editing and angles and lighting and one could say I was obviously taking it a little bit too seriously and, you know, my over-perfectionist kind of stepped in there and I might have been overcomplicating it, but I still have a very long way to go with the podcast and there's still so much that I'm trying to actually execute and learn and understand on the technical side of things as far as just like, you know, creating these episodes and planning them out and making sure that I'm relaying the messages that I want. And overall, I came to the conclusion that I'm going to hold off on the fancy little video episodes and just stick to what I was doing before because I haven't put in my 10,000 hours yet. And they say that 10,000 hours, if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, that's when you become a master. And... <laughs> I know it's not that serious and I probably won't fucking need really 10,000 hours, but I just feel like this was a perfect example of spreading yourself too thin because when you spread yourself too thin, there's going to be other areas in your life that are going to then begin to lack or other things that you're going to have no choice but to put on the back burner. And that's why there should be absolutely no shame in taking a step back and figuring out 
what's a realistic plan for you? How can you plan your day and plan your hobbies and plan your goals in a way that is going to set you up for success? And when I first had that realization of, damn, I need to take a step back from the podcast YouTube videos, I did feel a little bit shitty about it, you know? I, of course, I felt like I broke a promise to myself that I had made, you know? I felt like, damn, another thing that I said I was going to do, but I didn't. That's when I had to slap myself a little bit, shake myself back into reality, and get out of that self-pity bullshit. Because, yes, yeah, you know, I did tell myself I was going to do something, and I did take a step back from that. It all really comes down to what is going to work for you and what it is that you want to prioritize in this period of your life. And nobody has to understand that. And after doing more research on my analytics for the podcast anyways, I realized that nobody was even really watching the YouTube videos at all in comparison to the people who are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and just the audio version. So I feel like it's actually more logical to pour into this type of content because this is where you guys are at right now. And honestly, that's where I'm at too. Like I absolutely prefer to listen to all my podcasts via Spotify and Apple Podcasts, like when I'm working out or driving. So in the end, it ends up working out for everybody. You know, I, I want to be able to pour into this podcast and be proud of what it is that I'm putting out for you guys. And I truly do feel like in making this decision to take a step back from the video content and pour into the podcast, it's going to allow me to be in a place where I can show up as my best self for you guys. And that's all I want to do. You know, that's what I'm here for. I just want to be able to provide some type of value and hope that you feel a little bit less alone on this journey because you're not alone. We really are in this together. But anyways, um, let's break this down a little bit more. So why do we have this like negative association with failure? Why is it such a heavy topic? Failure, fail, like it just sounds so intimidating, but it shouldn't, you know? Failure is just part of the process. If you're not failing, you're not even trying. So I think we first need to figure out why are we so scared to fail? Why are we so intimidated by failure? Where does this come from? You know, it shouldn't be such a negative thing. It shouldn't be so scary. We should be embracing failure. We should actually be seeking failure. Like, that's how we are going to be able to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what we want, who we are. Like, none of that is going to be figured out until we put ourselves on the stand, put ourselves out there, and fail and fuck up. That's the only way. Like, failure is the only way through. So, why are we so scared? I know I tie a lot of things back to this, but hear me out. I truly do believe that this fear of failure, once again, stems from the school system. From the second you are put into the school system, you are constantly being told to fall in line. You're constantly being told to follow the rules. You're constantly being told what to do, what not to do, who to be, who not to be, and if you don't abide by these rules, if you don't fall in line, there will be consequences. And 
that's kind of just like the social aspect of everything, right? Like that's kind of just like the mandatory way you need to present yourself and act and fall in line. Like that's all kind of just its own category. And then we have the other category where it's all about your intellect and your skills and your knowledge. And all of that is being measured on a grading scale. And I actually don't remember what like A, B, C, and D even means when it comes to the grading system, but I do remember what F means. It stands for fail. And when I reflect back to my experience as a student, what I find very interesting is how when you would get an A or a B, it's like, you know, good job. Maybe you'll get like a sticker or something or a high five, you know, it's, it's just like, cool, whatever, you know, but when you get an F or even when you get a C or a D for that matter, it's like the end of the world. I remember the consequences would just be so outweighed by any sort of praise or compliment that you would get if you did a good job. I mean, they didn't even compare, right? If you get a C, D, F, especially an F, all types of consequences come into play, right? Like you don't get to play at recess or you don't get to have a snack or eat with the kids or maybe, you know, your desk is moved across the classroom and you have to sit alone. Like you can't be around your friends anymore. Like there's so many different consequences, right? Like your parents get involved. They have these teacher conferences and it's instantly kind of, you're instantly kind of put in this category if you're like a failing student or you're having some sort of quote-unquote academic issues where your grades are slipping, you're put into this category where something is wrong, whether it's something is wrong with you, whether something is wrong at home, just something is wrong. And the school system is never looking inward and thinking, hmm, maybe something is wrong here. Maybe it's something, maybe there's something wrong with the school. Maybe there's something wrong with the way we're teaching the subject. Maybe there's something wrong with what it even is that we're teaching. Because the reality is, a lot of the shit they're teaching us in school, or we're teaching us in school, especially like grade school, is damn near useless, right? Like, as besides like, obviously, the language and uh, literature and math, like, there's a lot of obvious you know tools and skills that we need to understand so we can function in society and just have like basic math and basic knowledge to be able to just survive but there's so much time and energy that is spent on completely useless garbage that nobody's ever going to need to know that nobody's ever going to need to use and more importantly unlike 90% of the stuff that's in history books and science and all these things that they're teaching kids like isn't even actually really true right like we're learning different things every day like I forget there's a statistic out there um if you do your own research I don't know maybe you can find it but it's it's basically stating like I think it was like 65% seriously of the stuff that is in the science books that, you know, we're back in, I think, like, 2010 or something along that line, or some sometime around there, right, isn't even accurate anymore. Like, there have been so many different discoveries since then, 
that prove a lot of the stuff in there that we thought as facts, that we thought was just the way the world works, isn't true anymore, you know? And I understand that we can only know what we know from the knowledge and the technology that we have at that moment. So I'm not necessarily blaming or pointing the finger as far as that goes, like at the school system for teaching that information. But if you're out of high school right now, or maybe you're in your last couple years, think about all of the things that you've learned and then ask yourself what percentage of what it is that you've learned has actually helped you navigate through life, has actually helped you complete a task that you wouldn't have been able to complete otherwise without knowing that information, right? Like, I think it's obviously great to understand, like, how the world works and how the seasons work and the world and, like, life and basic math and, you know, we need to know how that works. We need to know those things. Like, that's very basic stuff that is absolutely necessary to understand. But everything else, right? Like, fucking geometry, for example. Like, I have never, ever needed to know the circumference of a cone or the fucking, or the radius or the volume of a cube. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I'm, I haven't needed it and it's been years, right? And I know I'm kind of rambling. I guess I can only speak about my own personal experience throughout school, but something that I really remember when I reflect is that I was always excelling in subjects that I was actually interested in, right? Like, I always loved uh, English. I always loved English and writing and just literature and stories and reading. Like, I always excelled. I never really had too many issues like writing an essay or a paper or something like that. I actually really enjoyed doing that and I still do. But when it came to math or chemistry or you know, some history classes. It's just, I was always a C student, D, sometimes F student. And I always found myself questioning when we were reading history books and certain other science books and whatnot, if, if this is real, why I need to learn this? Like, what is the point? I could be doing something else right now. I could be working right now and trying to earn money. Like, there's just so many other things that I knew I could be doing and and come to find out, you know, as the years go by after I graduated, I was right. <laughs> like, there is a lot of stuff that they're teaching you that isn't actually true. And we don't actually need to use in real life. And we haven't used since graduating. And you're probably saying, okay, like, why am I, what's the point? My point is, maybe you were failing because you weren't interested in the shit. Maybe you were failing because they weren't setting you up for success. Maybe you were failing because the teacher that was teaching had no passion for what it is that they're teaching you, you know, and that translates into how you receive it and how you learn it and how you process the information. And I would go to say that over 70% of the teachers that I've had were clearly not passionate, were clearly not happy about the work they were doing. And for the first 18 years of your life, you were taught that only bad can come from failing, that there will be only consequences 
from failing. Nobody really talks about the clarity that comes from failing or the wisdom that comes from failing or the opportunity to learn how to do it right next time or know what not to do next time. Nobody talks about that. And a lot of people, well, a lot of kids had that same kind of experience back at home. And a lot of parents do the same thing that the school system does, right? Like they put their kids in a position where they basically have this pressure on them where they feel like they can never fail, where they feel like they can never mess up, where they feel like they can't freely be themselves or express themselves or try new things. And so if you grew up this way, if you came home from school to a home that didn't allow you to fail, that didn't allow you to make mistakes where there was going to be very harsh consequences, you know, where you always had that pressure on you, it's going to be almost inevitable for you to become someone who is scared of failure, who is scared of taking risk. And that's awful. You know, that is such a terrible way to live. And that's exactly how those teachers who are in the school teaching things that they're not passionate about at all end up in that position because they too must have fell into that trap. They too must have never been around people who told them it was okay to fail, who told them it was okay to change your mind at any given time. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to decide right now, right now. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to decide right now that you don't want to do something anymore, that you don't like this person anymore, that you don't want to spend your time doing this anymore because it doesn't fulfill you. Like whatever it may be, you can change your whole fucking life for that matter. And I know it sounds crazy and I know it sounds scary, but it's so true. There is absolutely nothing holding you back at all. And if you're listening to this and you're still in high school and, you know, maybe your family is kind of how I described where they don't create a safe environment for you to feel like, you know, it is okay to fail. Like it is okay to try and mess up and make mistakes. I just want you to know that it won't be like this forever. And the way you're feeling is normal. And and as someone, and I can tell you right now, as someone who grew up in those circumstances, you have to find the time to be alone. You have to find the time to really be able to give yourself some space to sit with your thoughts and figure out what it is that you truly want and who it is that you truly are. Because when you're constantly being bombarded with everybody else's opinions and agendas, your self-worth and your aspirations and who you are gets very, very clouded by all that other bullshit, all everybody else's opinions, everybody else's feelings and thoughts understand that in order to get to where it is that you want to be and to have that life that you want to live you're going to fail and you're going to fail often all the time and you should be failing if you're not failing like i said you're not even trying so embrace it look for it seek out failure understand that not everybody is going to understand so so let's break that down a little bit further right Let's say you do know what it is that you want or you have an idea of what it is that you want to do with your life, but you don't know 
how to begin. You don't know how to take that first step or maybe you're scared to take that first step because you're scared of failing. Where do you begin? What is the first thing that you should do? Well, let me tell you, first of all, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to tell you what has worked for me and what I feel like doesn't really work. I've had many different eras as far as like setting my goals and planning out my life. And one of my eras that I had for a while was being a planner person, a planner girly, right? I had like three notebooks that I would carry around with me everywhere I'd go. I had my planner, I had my notes, I had just like another notebook where I'd write down like random ideas and thoughts that I'd have. Um, And sometimes I'd write them down in my notes, like in my phone. And I was constantly trying to plan everything out. I was always jotting down ideas and like different angles for what it is that I wanted to do. For example, like with the podcast, you know, we'll just use the podcast for an example. I found those dusty journals a couple days ago and I was looking through them. And I, what I found that's funny is all of the plans, all of the notes that I had in regards to the podcast were absolutely nothing like what the podcast is today. All of the plans that I had, the names I had chosen, the topics, the ideas, how I wanted to market it, like all of the ideas I had for the podcast are absolutely nothing at all what it is today. And that's because one day I woke up and realized that I have wasted the past two fucking years overthinking, overcomplicating, overplanning, and I haven't even taken any action yet. I haven't done anything. And when I really reflect and get real with myself, I realized that all of that planning, all of that overthinking was just another method that I was using as an excuse to not take action because I was scared to fail, because I was scared to waste my time, or because I was just scared that it wasn't going to turn out the way I wanted it to, right? And one day I just woke up and realized I spent the last two years bullshitting and haven't even tried to do anything. I haven't even taken out a microphone and tried to record or even speak into the microphone. Like, I don't even know what that feels like or how to set up a microphone for that matter. When I'm telling you everything about the podcast is so different than what I had planned, I'm telling you every single aspect of it. The name, the content, what I'm talking about, the subject, like every single thing is nothing at all that I planned. Like I could burn those notebooks right now because they're useless to me. I don't, I don't use them. Like I don't even plan out my episodes. I was gonna do episodes about crime podcast, like another fucking true crime podcast. Like the world doesn't need that. Um, I also just thought about like reviewing movies and other things like that, which I am passionate about crime. I am passionate about movies and I always will be, but it's not something looking back now that would have fulfilled me, you know? And I know that now because the day I decided to take action, I literally just went in my closet, pulled out this little microphone and just started opening my mouth and talking. And that's what I'm still doing right now. Like, 
as we speak, I am sitting in my closet on the floor with this tiny little microphone and running my mouth. And the fact that you're sitting here taking the time out of your day to be here with me, to listen to what I have to say, to share our thoughts together is baffling to me. Like, I am just beyond grateful that there's one person, let alone hundreds of people, who are benefiting from these podcasts and these chats that we're having together. Like, it doesn't I can't really wrap my head around it, honestly, and old me would say that I was wasting all of that time trying to plan out, and I was wasting all of that energy overthinking. Taking that L on that time and energy was actually exactly what I needed. I needed to get those ideas and thoughts out of me to understand that that's actually not what I need to do. Like, I had to fail to have that clarity in what it is that I even want to do. And the same structure of trial and error has shown up in many different aspects of my life. And as I'm sure it's shown up in yours. And that's the main thing I'm trying to get across here is that these little losses, these failures are so necessary for us to be able to gain that clarity. We need to fail. We need to understand what it is that does work for us, what doesn't work for us. Without taking that action, without taking that risk, how are you ever going to know? And when you take that risk and then you fail and then you get up again and take another risk and then you fail and then you do it again, you're naturally going to build this confidence within yourself that you would never be able to have otherwise if you didn't show yourself that you can get up and do the shit again and that you're going to be fine. Like, the world is still going to spin. You're still going to get another chance, you know? Like, it's not the end of the world. And the beauty is nobody knows what's going on. Nobody has all of the answers. Like I said earlier, we're all just trying our best. We really are. And everybody's journey is going to look entirely different from the next person. The perspective that you have is so different. There's nobody else on this earth that has the same exact perspective as you do. And that's because there's not one person on this earth that has experienced life exactly the way that you have. They haven't gone through the things that you've gone through. They haven't experienced exactly everything that you have. They haven't gone through exactly all of the things that you've gone through that have formed this perspective that you have today. So no, not everybody's going to understand why it is that you want to do certain things, why you are the way you are. And that's okay. I think so much of this deep-rooted fear that we have in regards to failure, a lot of that stems from the fear of how other people are going to perceive us after we fail or if we fail. Because we don't want to let other people down. Because we don't want to look stupid. Because we don't want to have some sort of consequence that's going to come from this. But that's fucking, but that's life. Like, that's the law, that's life. That's the law of equivalent exchange. Like, you can't have everything. With gain, there is pain. With pain, there is gain. There's always going to be some sort of exchange that's happening. And this can be applied to, like I said, any aspect of your life, whether it's a career or a friendship, anything in your life that you have realized isn't serving you anymore you're allowed to change your mind. 
you're allowed to walk away from it. There are no chains that are tying you down to this person or to this career or this job or whatever it is. There, there are no chains that are tying you down. And I know it's hard to shake that feeling because you've been taught your whole life that there are many things tying you down and that there are many consequences. But when you finally decide to take that action and take that risk and fail, after the failure, you realize that the only thing that was standing in your way was you. The only thing that was standing in your way was fear. And the thing about fear is, it's not even real. How can we be scared of something that hasn't even happened yet? Like, think back to a lot of the things that you were scared about in your life. I would say it's safe to assume that 80 to 90% of those things that you feared didn't even play out exactly how it is that you feared they would. A lot of the time we overcomplicate and overthink these scenarios in our heads and we gas them up to be something far worse than the reality of the situation even is. And that can be a scary place. When you go down that black hole, your brain doesn't really know the difference of your thoughts and reality. And so when you're feeding your consciousness all of these scary thoughts and all of these what ifs and all of the worst possible outcomes, your brain and your physical body can't really tell the difference. So that's when you start experiencing these feelings of anxiety and fear and an overwhelming sensation of confusion when in reality you already know what it is that you need to do you already know what it is that you want you already have all of the answers you know what you need to do and taking action is what you need to do i think planning is great for time management you know i think planning out your day and how you're going to manage your time and hour blocks like i think that's very helpful to put it into like a visual perspective for you so you don't feel so overwhelmed in trying to find out where you're going to find the time to actually you know take that step and do the things that you need to do but as far as just you know planning out every little detail like I was saying before how I was doing that isn't very productive like at least for me like I said my experience showed me that the only way to truly figure it out is by action is by doing because a lot of the time things don't ever even end up going the way we plan them to and there's a lot of things that happen and transpire in actually taking that action. And there's so much that you learn from doing it and actually putting yourself in the space. There's so much knowledge. There's so much that we gain from actually doing it as opposed to planning everything out. Like, I don't know who I was to sit here and plan out a podcast when I don't know anything about podcasting or a microphone or like recording or editing like I have no idea because I've never even tried but yet I'm sitting here wasting a year planning out something I've never even stepped foot or tried in like that doesn't make any sense like it just logically doesn't make any sense and that reminds me of I think it was Ed Sheeran I'm not sure I or might have been the weekend there was an artist that said I forget exactly what it is that they said but I think Ed, I think it was Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of like, sometimes you just need to record a song and get it out of your system and realize that like, 
that song is not gonna do it. Like, that's not it, you know? And that's okay. Like, sometimes you just need to get up, record the song, record the podcast, start the business, whatever it is that you're trying to do, and get it out of your system and realize, like, oh shit, like, that's actually not the way I want to structure the business. That's actually not the way I wanted to sing that song. That thesis doesn't work for this paper, like, now that it's actually written down, you know? Like, you you have to just take the action, you have to get through it sometimes in order to have that clarity. And time is the most valuable thing, that's what I'm learning, and the more time you waste, the more time you put it off, is less time that you're going to have to be able to pour into what it is that you're trying to do. And if you're listening to this and you're somebody who has been putting whatever it is off that you want to do, I'm so excited for you because I just know that feeling that you're going to feel after you finally take that first step and do what it is that you've been putting off you're going to realize that all of that overthinking, all of that fear was for nothing because you're going to fail. You're going to experience failure and you're going to realize that it's just a part of the process. Like, it's not the end of the world, you know? Like, you're you're fine. You're okay. So what? So what? You failed. Congratulations. Like, now you know what not to do next time. Now you know what it is that you don't like or what you do like and how it is that you now want to create this, whatever it is. Now you know. That's all that failure should be looked at as. It should be looked at as clarity. There's so much more to come. There's so much more to gain and there's so much more to learn. And I'm just so excited for you. I'm so excited for us. I myself, I'm still trying to figure this all out. I still find myself getting on my ass a little bit too hard. I still find myself sometimes with the self-doubt and the pity, like absolutely. And that's why I just wanted to hop on here and share these thoughts with you because it's definitely a roller coaster, you know. I some days it's a lot easier said than done, but one thing I do know for sure from failure from my past trial and errors is that it's never that serious. Like, it's really not. Failure is probably the best thing that could ever happen to you in many circumstances. There's so many friendships and relationships and jobs that I've had fall through that you could consider a failure or a loss that actually was just a win in disguise. Like, every failure is just putting me one step closer to where it is that I should be, to the people I do need to be surrounded by. We should be embracing failure. We should be grateful for failure. Like, this is what it's all about, you know? The the journey is the exciting part in life. Like, if we were all just given exactly what it is that we want, exactly when we wanted it, there would be no reason to be alive. Like, there would be no reason to wake up in the morning. Like, this is the fun part. The fun part is getting to where it is that we want. There would be no... We wouldn't even be able to enjoy our fruits of our labor. We wouldn't even be able to enjoy that end goal 
without all of the labor, without all of the trials and error and failure and stress and sleepless nights and all the efforts. It's all just a part of the process and we're just getting started. Please just know, like, if you're struggling with this, you're not alone and the way you're feeling is so normal. This is completely, it, this is a I was going to say this is a learning process, but it's actually quite the opposite, I feel. It's an unlearning process. There are so many things that we've been taught about failure and about just life and how we handle conflict and fear, and we've quite literally been taught to live in fear and to stay in line and never try to challenge the way of things and how they are now. And unlearning things is quite harder, I feel like, than learning things. And I just want you to know that you're not alone and we're in this together. And although I'm just one person who is still trying to figure this shit out too, please know that you can reach out to me at any time you can DM me on the podcast Instagram, which is Rocky Road Podcast, or my personal, which is Julie Rare, like, at any time. I am so grateful for you, and you're, you are so worthy of the life that you want. You are so worthy of the life that you desire. Like, anything that you want, you can fucking have it. I'm telling you right now, you can have it. It's on the other side of fear. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon.